0: classmates and welcome to another episode of middle class film class gab and chatter edition for saturday november 20th 2021 i'm your host for today tyler i'm peter and i'm joseph on this episode disney plus the fight for hard art content original stories from simon pegg and a one inch tall seashell hits the silver screen plus tom holland is a victim of his own success and scorsese (laughs) was a deadhead all along. All this, and listener Steven leads us in a spirited musical discussion. Anyways. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Sounds g-
1: riveting. <laughs> I'm gl-
0: glad to be here with you guys again. Yeah, hey, me too. Uh, so Glad to be here at my own home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the uh, beta studio, uh, spinning for all of our uh, thousands of listeners.
1: Dare I say, 1000, maybe. maybe 500 listeners yeah, times maybe, yeah. two, yeah, maybe so.
0: You know, like maybe our fans are getting bots to get us, uh, you know, uh, 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 up in the uh, I'm okay with that podcast.
1: Uh, I'll take a bot, fo- lo- loyal bot following, it's good enough for Kim yeah. Kardashian,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely correct. Well, anyways, so uh, we're here in our Gabin chatter edition of this episode, so uh. We'll start off with Pete. Do you have any?
1: <laughs> Remember that?
0: Find some charity, new lad. <laughs> Now's the time for David Chatter. That's right. You're
1: yeah. missing something.
0: I know. I. I, th- you I okay, thought Tyler? That- yeah, I thought I was missing a leg or something <laughs> like
1: that. But, um, you need more of that cold brew.
0: That, that's
1: right. That's right. You're drinking yeah. that cold brew. That's a, that's a fake shit. <laughs> I got the real <laughs> stuff
0: downstairs. That's true. That's true. Uh, Pete is famous for his uh, strong
1: cold across the land. <laughs> you want me, want me to go? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, I read this really interesting uh, story on uh, comicbook.com, where we all go for our leading news stories. Yes. Uh, and it was a <clears throat> an interesting news story about how uh, Disney Plus or Disney executives were um, arguing and fighting over expanding Disney Plus to non family friendly content and uh, mm. Brianna and I were talking about that the other day because I, I was thinking we watched spoiler alert for streaming picks uh we watched Jungle Cruise on Disney Plus uh. and um it wasn't a great movie <clears throat> by any means it wasn't okay. it wasn't terrible I mean it, it was the, I watched two Brock movies back to back and one of them was really bad and the, the <laughs> and the Jungle Book was the other one that was just fine and it was fun enough but um it was definitely not a kids' movie. There was some like terror, like somebody gets stabbed in the net, like in the heart and dies on screen. And there's multiple like on screen deaths. that oh, are... Oh, so it's st- like
0: a Temple of Doom. Almost.
1: Yes, except for back then they didn't have a ra- like a P- PG thirteen rating. It was PG, uh-huh. and um, this is PG thirteen. Um, mm. And uh, but it, I was it made me think. Well, if, if Disney has all the Marvel properties, they got to have Deadpool. So they got to have you know. Their the main protagonist being uh, sexually <laughs> penetrated by oh his boy. by his by his mistress. I think
2: there's um there's a section of Disney Plus or like there's an option on Disney Plus where you can like you can have you can there are R rated movies. Hmm. That's I interesting. Know. I don't know if it's in the U S. though. It <clears> might be in other countries.
1: I have to explore that. But um, basically, the Disney Plus um, we're talking about expanding beyond family friendly content. Um, that Dylan Byers, who says the current CEO, uh, Bob Chappick, is one of the main driving forces behind the change, while former CEO and current executive uh, Bob Iger is insistent that the company remains family friendly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't see any problem with it as long as if it if I mean, I think Disney, it is kind of nice that they, they
0: acquired Fox. So like, <clears throat> you know, like all the properties, with Bill, have Fox. Bill O'Reilly
1: on there and have all our kids uh, brainwashed by him. <laughs> um, no, uh, I think. I'm actually I'm actually kind of against the idea of putting the R content into Disney Plus because I feel like it's it's nice to have a bastion of like everything doesn't have to have everything, you know what I mean? Like if I wanted to have if I wanted to watch softcore porn, you could turn on Showtime or C- Cinemax. <laughs> um, if I want to watch f- exclusively family-friendly content and probably be comfortable with letting my 10-year-old nephew watch the watch Disney plus and literally anything that he puts on is going to be fine for him uh, for that, the most part for the for the most part I mean it's not going to do psychological trauma I mean if like like <laughs> like Mandalorian could be
2: like some parents man Intense. and I'll watch their kids yeah <clears throat> want their kids to watch something like that it's some
1: in, might you know sure and uh, well, I mean Disney is growing and that's fine and uh, you know I think that the the idea was the arguments that I had read or the discussions that I'd read about were essentially that they wanted to take the popularity of that service itself and expand it versus creating a separate service, like Disney um, Disney After Dark or something. Which okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, that's a fakakta. It's
2: going to be a California Adventure Plus. <laughs> yeah. Because like you can drink in California Adventure. You can't drink in Disneyland. Are you pretty sure you can get a beer at Disneyland,
0: can't yes, you? Yes, you can. You can get a margarita in Disneyland. You should, I think you but.
2: can walk around with a beer in California Adventure. Oh, though. I see. Like, you can only drink
1: it, at Disneyland, in the area, in the, like it. the restaurant, you
0: have to drink in secret in Disneyland. California,
1: <laughs> in California Adventure, they actually hand you a beer when you walk in. Yes, <laughs> and and the and here's an yeah. no old duels for the children. <laughs> Very good. Um, so I thought that was interesting to to think about, um, and it was just kind of timely for me because me and Bree were just talking about wanting to watch Deadpool after uh, the Jungle Cruise movie. Um, really. And, yeah, we're just like, man, let's, let's get something rough on the edges to uh to cleanse our palate from this kind of saccharine m- movie based off of a ride, very slow ride at Disneyland, which is very funny because it it gave me very strong uh, Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. Yeah, like There's yeah. really strong Pirates of the Caribbean vibes in that movie, and it's the exact same type of ride as the Pirates of the Caribbean ride right. is in Disneyland. But yeah. the
0: movie Pirates of the Caribbean did it better. Oh, by far.
1: Yeah. Um, Like either. Is there a a, like constant jokes like backside of water? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is basically rocks entire personality in this. It's dad joke after dad joke. Uh, Does it get like, okay, that's enough for like, does it get tiring? It's, um, they do it. They do it. Um, the people, the characters in the, in the book or in the movie, he's a steamboat like captain. Mm hmm that's giving people actual tours just like the ride is. And they're all, and it's set in like 1920 or something like 1919. Yeah. Huh. And, and, uh, there's no one like the re-
2: ride. The ride is like very, it's like safari. Yeah, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's old timey safari.
1: It's like Indiana Jones, but pr- prior to that, and there's some good stuff in it. I, I would actually recommend people who wanted to watch a family friendly movie to watch it. Um, it is more intense for like a young, young kids. Anything, anybody like under 10 would probably be a little bit frightened yeah there's there's some there's some like mythicals just like pirates of the caribbean stuff where people are coming back to life and there's a scene when someone gets their face sliced open and a snake crawls out of it and you're like ew that's gnarly (laughs) um is
2: is there a joke in there where they go like um believe it or not you're in egypt and if you don't you're in denial (laughs)
1: <laughs> Do I say that? don't recall. Okay. They're all about Probably they're not. all about all the jokes are about <laughs> that caliber though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty rough. Woo!
2: Backside of water.
1: <laughs> That's like the the one that everyone says. Yeah, the he actually does say backside of water. Okay. Yeah, we're about to see the backside of water.
0: <laughs> I mean, I haven't been on this ride for more than a decade.
1: It's the same. Pretty it's, much. It's, it's exactly the same. The same. Yeah. And it's it's probably one of my favorite parts of uh, Disneyland, to be honest. Especially, it's, especially it's, when it's like the it's wait. That's
0: your favorite part is the one is of the Jungle Cruise. One of yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's literally it's it's like that huh. and Pirates are like maybe and maybe Haunted Mansion. It's like my feet are tired. Let's go on Jungle Cruise. Yeah, let's yeah. go on Pirates. <laughs> let's like.
1: stand in let's stand in line for five minutes and then sit for a couple. <laughs> I just I just like the human element of it, and I I thought about I like the actual steamboat captains on the ride. Yeah, and, and it's almost like yeah they get they get the like the most entertaining Southwest Airlines um, flight attendants to do it. Oh, yes. You know, <clears throat> if you look on your left, you might see a hippopotamus, but don't be alarmed because it is, in fact, animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> wow, you broke the third wall. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> or fourth you. wall. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was, uh, I thought that was kind of funny, and I guess we'll see what happens with that, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they just spin off another another um you know retitle it, something else i mean this whole there's 100 billion streaming services IMDb, imdb tv is talking about changing the name of their service Good. to make it yeah to make it more accessible <laughs> cuz everyone's like I, I no i just want to see if kevin bacon was in that movie i don't want i don't want to watch the movie yeah i don't want to watch them <laughs> with ads um and then um an upcoming um uh feature based off of the making of and the origin story of making Shaun of the Dead is coming out. It's called uh, "You've Got Red on You." What? How Shaun of the Wait? Dead it's a documentary. A documentary. Oh, okay. A documentary about the making of Shaun of the Dead, which I I enjoy because I like I like Simon Pegg as a and Nick and uh, Simon Peg and Edgar Wright as creators, content creators. Mm-hmm. I know Simon Pegg just acted in it, but he also wrote it with him. Yeah. And I just like everything that they do. I, I think that it's um it's interesting to see the origin of um <clears throat> something content. like that. Yeah, people that have people that have now quote unquote made it. Um. So I mean, last night in Soho, did you end up seeing yeah. that? How was it? It was good. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> it was good. I mean, I didn't run, <laughs> that's I didn't, all he has to say. It was, was good.
2: I saw. I mean, of the a plethora of movies that came out in October, I the only one I didn't see was Lamb and Yeah Antlers. are the only two I didn't see was. Lamb. I saw. You know, I saw James Bond, saw Dune, saw Last Night in Soho, and French Dispatch. So. And we didn't talk about any of them. Except for Dune. I, I was going to say, we haven't really talked about anything. Except those for on the Dune show. and James Bond, <laughs> which we, all, we also all do. And then we you don't need to. to talk about
0: French Dispatch.
2: Sure, we do. Yeah. Well, you were like, I don't know what the fuck you were doing when you were there, but
1: <laughs> you are not in the right state of mind to watch that movie. Tyler was, uh, he's reliving his glory days from The Hunt. <laughs> but, anyways, I like, I like um, it's, it's supposed to, it's done by a gentleman named uh, Clark Collis. Don't know the name, but Simon Pegg endorses it. He says, uh, um, the wonderful Clark Collis has written. Oh, this is not even a. This is not even a documentary. It's actually a book. This is news to me. Oh, so it's just a book. It's a book, <laughs> not movie news. <laughs> it's a book about a movie. <laughs> I just. I really like. I like hearing um, how things were made. The documentary adaptation of the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. next. That'll be on next week's uh, news. Yes. So we got some more discussion news to to get to later. So Joseph, why don't you take it away? Okay, um, do you remember that
2: old YouTube video? I guess not. I mean, old is in 2010. Mm-hmm. Old. That's old now. Eleven years ago. Yeah. Uh, Marcel the shell with shoes on. I do, Tyler. You're familiar. Uh, no. It's, I'm a, not. It, it's a series of YouTube videos that is like stop motion of like this little shell has like it has like this one googly eye on it and mm-hmm. like and shoes. That's the whole premise. Marcel the I, shell with shoes I, I've on. Never heard of this before. Ever. It's a little tiny
1: seashell. Yeah. It's one ne- one yeah. inch tall. I, I have and no it's,
2: idea. It's a series of wholesome videos of this like of this of this shell, voiced by Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, yeah. Um, and basically, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. She's it, Still getting work. Yeah, yeah. She's she's in wow. everything. Yeah, she's a, she does a lot of voice work too. <clears throat> yeah, she's um, got a great nice like raspy voice, and um, she uh, so she voices Marcel the shell, and it was and now those series of YouTube videos. Uh, they made a, a Marcel shell feature length movie <laughs> and it's been made already
1: it's all new content though it's not like it's, a a, it's all new to, it's is it a strong... stop mo- is, it, is it stop motion i'm not or... sure
2: they only have a screenshot of uh f- of
1: what i've seen and it had a premiere the... at the 2021 Tell You Film Festival huh. the uh, the series on youtube was the the shell is like a stop motion yeah um but it was i mean it's like a static shot there's not much mm. to it. And yeah. she's just, like, talking. My, my, my jacket is a piece of ham. Or, like, you know what, <laughs> what? I like to do for fun? A hang glide on a Dorito. <laughs> what? Yeah. So they're almost, like, constant one lines about just how small she Something is. And, it's, or it's, it's pretty funny. It, and it's, it's a it's, very strange type of humor.
2: Yes. Um, and it's based on... So the director, Dean Fleischer-Camp, direct, who is, has directed the uh, feature like movie, also did the stop motion YouTube yeah. videos. Um, and um, it's uh, <laughs> about
1: the last YouTube series I would have expected to be. made I know into it's like
2: out of like in in
1: in uh, movies you didn't need to be made <laughs> into in, movies you didn't need made. <laughs> it's just it's like every movie every every, every YouTube clip was like a minute and a half long. Yes. So
2: it's a 90 minute movie. It chronicles the journey of Marcel and a character named Connie who are once part of a sprawling community of shells yet now live alone as the sole survivors of a mysterious tragedy. Hmm. Um, But when a documentary filmmaker discovers them amongst the clutter of his Airbnb, the film's official logline (laughs) explains the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans as well as unprecedented
1: dangers and a new hope at finding his long lost family. And it doesn't doesn't Marcel have a piece of lint for a pet? Yes. <laughs> I I I just okay blowing Tyler's mind right now. I, I mean, it, like it, it's it's kind of a you meta- can make a
0: movie out of uh, shells and lint.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You can, It's wow. It, it's kind of interesting. This this story.
2: It's, it's incredible. It, it's like a meta movie because like in the movie, it sounds like the videos were are in this oh. world. Oh, I see. And like the popularity that Marcel gains. Oh, it's like Marcel is an actual. It's part of the metaverse. Actual being, in this God world, damn
1: it, Mark Zuckerberg did it. Yeah. Marcel <laughs> into the into the
2: metaverse. Yes, and it's an A twenty four. Going to be an A twenty four distribution. So okay. There, so there's uh, there's okay. going to be a building on fire at the end. Something.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the slow going to have going to have a uh, some sort of weird uh, arc. <laughs> I mean, this is a screenshot from. I love it
1: from the movie that's uh, (laughs) so
0: that's weird. I'll watch it weird. I I mean,
1: I will watch it because it's, it's, it's a, it's like a hundred percent grassroots built concept. Sure. And it's like, like Tyler said, you can make anything, a piece of lint and a fucking shell into a movie. Yeah. (laughs) And
2: apparently, uh, since the YouTube debut, they also have uh, two New York times, bestselling children's books based on Marcel, the shell. Oh, that's cute. Um, it's an adorable one-inch-tall seashell who lives in colorful existence with his <laughs> grandmother. Adorable. Oh, it's his grandmother Connie, played by Isabella Rossellini. Oh wow, what a coincidence!
1: <laughs> Do you love me?
2: And their pet and their pet lint <laughs> named named Alan.
1: I want you to hurt me. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Hit me. Anyway, that's cool. Okay, cool. That's your only story. Yep. That's your. That's okay. the only thing that caught my eye.
0: Wow. Thanks. Okay.
1: Uh, Anything else
2: is uh, less than.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's been kind of a slow week for uh, film news, but I do have two stories. Uh, The first story that I have is that Tom Holland, I, Spider-Man exit. I've done something wrong. uh, Sorry. He's quoted. I've done something wrong if I'm playing Peter Parker at 30. Hmm. And so essentially... Wait, how old is he? 30. Is yeah. Tom Holland 30? I don't know. No, I don't know. He, now, he just can't be 30. Alexa. <laughs> okay, so essentially uh the article goes that uh Tom Holland, he is done with doing Spider-Man movies. Okay. What he wants to do is he wants to have his own apartment complex and be the handyman. <laughs> what? For- and they're
1: going to make a movie out of it. well I mean, I mean, maybe. He's
2: going to be the landlord from Spider-Man, the Tobey <laughs> Maguire one. It's like, where's the rent?
1: Yeah. This is what he's
0: quoted as saying to uh, GQ uh, magazine. This is from GQ? Yeah. He said, maybe it's time for me to move on. Maybe what's <laughs> best for Spider-Man is that they do a Miles Morales film. I have to take Peter Parker into account as well because he is an important part of my life like of course he is like you you're you're recognized as peter parker you son of a bitch um who did it best garfield maguire or holland maguire definitely maguire definitely <clears throat> maguire i got i got well
1: good mm, i don't know
0: don't you say garfield don't you say I Garfield. I've only seen,
2: I have only seen The Amazing Spider-Man 1, and I don't even remember it that much. I remember the villain, mm-hmm. and
1: that's pretty much it. Thomas Hayden Church? Uh, <laughs> no, he's in Spider-Man 3. was oh, he? Oh, he's the one in number 3? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all meld together for me. Spider-Man 3, the uh, the sequel to Blue Velvet. <laughs> that that guy really gave me like evil Peter Parker vibes throughout the whole movie. Which guy? In Blue Velvet, the what? main character. Oh, Con, Com- Colin Goughlin. Goughlin. Yeah. He's like when he's got his hair black hair parted and he's wearing like the black oh, suit yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah black tie.
2: Oh that's so true. He's um like, well, okay, well, let's answer the question.
1: Okay, who you, obviously Tony Maguire. Yeah, right? Tobey
0: Maguire. For sure, Peter. Tobey Maguire.
1: Um as as a Peter myself, I think the best Peter Parker was um, uh Tom Holland. I like him. I like him by far the better. Okay. Tommy McGuire has a schlocky camp okay. camp factor that works well with t- Sam Raimi style movies. Yes, but yes. I don't I don't think of him as a Peter Parker.
2: No. Mm. I think I think Tom Holland fits the role a character of Peter Parker, being like like a high schooler.
1: Yeah, he looks like a child.
2: Yes, <laughs> and um, and they like I mean I don't really I mean I know that uh, in Sam Raimi's you know they he. he Puts the webs inside of his body; it's part of his yeah. biology, as opposed to him inventing the web
1: shooters. And I know that's
2: not Toby's fault, but I still hate him for it. I thought that was cool. I, <laughs> thought, that, I thought that was cool as a kid. Yeah, because like I had no idea about that.
1: He had
0: like little like uh uh-oh. holes in his yeah, hand. Yeah, he had like a like little press in his like wrist where he can. I was like, oh, that's cool. Squirt out uh, <laughs> no it's, webs. I mean,
2: <laughs> I could give two shits about that. I guess in Sam Raimi's Spider Man about the whole like coming coming out, out of, of his body yeah. sort of thing, <laughs> because I mean that's
1: how spiders do it. Yeah, but yeah, it, that that's neg- exactly that, right. That negates an entire portion of Peter Parker's character that he's a super nerd and he's super smart because he created the web slinging to go along with his superpowers and his Spidey sense. His yeah, but
0: Sam Raimi got got it right, though, because he got bit by this radioactive spider. I, I don't know. It, it, was it radioactive? Yes. Or,
1: okay. In, uh, so in, he, get,
0: he gets bit, and then he becomes, like, half-spider.
1: Yes, like, just like the comic book. But he didn't have in
2: the, the... So in the comic book, yeah, it's but, the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, the except, by a except but, for
1: Peter Parker designed the web-slinging apparatus that dissolves after 24 hours of... Being out and can contact with an right. you see
0: that doesn't make sense though if like if you're uh, <laughs> okay. if, if you're bitten by a radioactive spider like you think that you would think that you're a yeah but spiders
1: don't shoot webs out of their wrists they shoot out of their asshole. <laughs> out of their thorax <laughs> yeah out of, out their, well they couldn't their, show their, that on film spinner like,
0: they, they, they couldn't show that on film though
1: <laughs> if you want to be yeah if you want to be an anatomically correct Peter Parker <laughs> would be shooting out of his taint. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, out of his gooch. Yeah. Um, so anyways. I,
2: well, anyway. I, 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 so Tom Holland, I think, fits the character of Peter Parker, but I think I enjoy Tobey Maguire, the movies. Uh, more.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Well, we wish Tom Holland all the luck. Well, yeah. and in he, Cherry 2. It, and yeah. The Devil most of the time. The sequel to Devil All the Time.
0: Yeah, he was really good in that film. Yeah, I liked it. It was really good. Um, so, anyways, he's quoted as, he has he is quoted as saying, "If I'm playing, if I'm playing Spider-Man after I'm thirty, I've done something wrong." I'm just like, "Come on, Tom Holland!" Wait, so like, wait, that's wait. not that's not that's. <laughs> so, you,
2: so, in this article, he says he wants to uh, run an apartment complex.
0: Yes, 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 he does. Uh, hold
2: on, let me, I don't uh, believe that. Uh, let me. Oh, God damn it! I, that, seems odd to me. Mm-hmm. I want to Great. run a 600 unit, yeah, two wow. addressed
1: uh, apartment complex. And I know normally it's a it's a 10 person staff to, you know, super that building, but I want to do it solo. <laughs> okay, so he's quoted as saying, "I've always
0: been really good with my hands. If something's broken, I can always figure out a way of fixing it." What? <laughs> okay,
1: I like Tom Holland There's before
0: today. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's, he's losing stock with me. There's always, okay, so he says. Money in the banana. He set. says, <laughs> and, he, and he is quoted saying in this uh, interview, buying apartment buildings and renting them out cheaper than they need to be because I don't need the money. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I'm, I'm, down,
1: I'm down with that. But so, he wants so he, to be the
0: handyman. Like he doesn't he doesn't yeah, want to be more like, like the it, landlord or like anything It's like having fuck it's like having fuck
1: me money.
2: All the fucking money. Yeah, like, exactly. All like the fangirls are like renting out those apartments and breaking all their shit. <laughs> oh, oh, I need my microwave fixed again.
1: Um, my handle fell off <laughs> into my pants.
2: Put that away, please. I'm trying to fix the microwave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, BRB, you gotta move to New York. He's literally
2: like, What did you do? <laughs> it, why are all these spoons in here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
0: anyways, my next news story is uh Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. He uh is directing a Grateful Dead biopic. Um biopic. Martin Scorsese's biopic. Oh, you did it. Yes. I'm proud of you, buddy. I I always say biopic. I I don't know why. Um but anyways, uh and Jonah Hill is going to be playing Jerry Garcia. Ice cream flavor?
1: Mm. They make a vegan version of that, too. Yeah.
0: Ice cream flavor? How dare you? No, he's one of the <laughs> greatest guitarists to ever live.
1: I thought he was
2: a quarterback for 49ers. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Th- okay. <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's Jerry Rice. No, oh, that's, uh, oh. The, the oh, rice right receiver. That's Jerry Rice. Yeah. The rice receiver. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonah Hill. Huh? Uh
0: Yeah, so Jonah Hill is going to be playing uh, Jerry Garcia and... I'm curious to know if he's going to actually be playing like guitar in the movie. That's a negative. You don't think so? No, no, I don't
1: think so. That's like Jonah Hill's gone on record saying that that, that he hates guitar. (laughs) I think like if you were to to cast (laughs) somebody, folks, cast somebody to play Jimi Hendrix. Oh boy, the yeah, like one of the most impressive. Guitar players of all time, and I yeah and watch somebody's gonna fact check me on this and be like, actually they did cast somebody who can actually play all the licks that J- yeah, Jimi Hendrix could play with the left-handed guitar, but played right-handed, and he looks just like him. Okay, maybe so, but Jonah Jonah Hill <laughs> is probably not that guy. I'm not a fan of uh, Grateful Dead that much. I mean, they're okay. The stuff that I've heard of, you know, the what's what's the their like debut album mm-hmm. then the big one that they played on the and uh, Freaks and Geeks. I'm not sure. It's like true romance or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, I listened to that album. I liked it. Whatever it was, I could I could pick out the cover art of it. You have it.
0: to you have to listen to the live
2: album. Freebird's pretty good.
0: Yeah. But okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just think I, I I think like I'm cautiously optimistic because Martin Scorsese is an incredible film director and he was also a part of the documentary A uh, Long Strange Trip, which was had archival uh, footage of the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. which was it was enthralling, mm-hmm. uh, and you can check that out on Amazon
1: Prime. So maybe maybe he was a Deadhead all along. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it's possible this italian i think, I, I think he yeah. i think he was i think he was
0: uh, 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 a lot of rich uh people are deadheads for some reason because they want to be like the man of the people they're just like oh i like the grateful dead and, and I, i'm with the people but also i'm making millions um, i, I think it's
1: more like i think i'm going more...
0: off on a tangent here uh so anyways uh yeah so he's uh directing <laughs> a biopic yep. of the grateful uh-huh. dead yes uh there is a script uh written but uh there's no oh, shit. like are you serious but there's no <laughs> but there's no uh what are you
1: telling us are you telling us that there's no release date are you or telling us that like martin is like making a biopic about the grateful dead
0: well yeah yeah I, I mean i'm just kibitzing about it <laughs> like
1: I, 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 <laughs> there's
2: a script and it hasn't it, there's no release date yet i forgot you guys
0: and are not deadheads. and so, it's jonah like, hill yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: just tell well, us something about it besides it's.
0: Well, that's Jonah, it, Jonah. That, That's wait, that, that, <laughs> That's literally the news. And Jonah Hill
1: has been
2: cast as Jerry oh, Garcia. Oh,
0: come on. Yeah, yeah. That's really it. Is a script has been written. Jonah Hill has been cast as Jerry Garcia, which I'm fine with. Um, he's got to gain a little bit more weight. Poor uh, Jonah Hill. Depending on the era of, <laughs> depending on the era uh, of the Grateful Dead. Uh, that's going to be all the
2: eras. Okay. It's going to be a regular walk hard. Dewey Cox story movie. Oh, I hope not.
1: Not too good, man. I actually liked to, uh, walk hard. It wasn't not bad for what it was.
0: It was kind of funny. Yeah. You don't
1: want none of this shit, do we? <laughs> that running gag was so fucking good though. <laughs> Pretty sure I do. <laughs> Pretty sure I do want that. It's the cheapest <laughs> drug there is. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get addicted. It's non habit for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, anyways, that's all. Uh, that's that's all I have for. All
1: right, cool. Yeah. Um, don't we have the discussion topics?
0: Yes, we do yes we do um so <laughs> who so last week i said uh, something along the lines of uh, the wizard of oz and i was going to complain <laughs> what
1: You said yeah, something he, along the lines of a wizard of he oz he brought
2: up the, his idea like he was going to bring up a discussion and then it re- related oh, to right, the yeah, wizard yeah, of but oz it was going to be
0: it was going okay. to be weird so like i'll i'll just bring it up really quickly uh i was thinking like why did Dorothy go back to Kansas? Like she 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 became like the 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 ultimate queen of the land. That's not true at all. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> defeated the wicked witch and uh and she goes back to Kansas? Like you know she has a whole kingdom that she can
1: uh it was- you know reside that's because she was on uh, opiates the whole time. She, none of it happened. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? none of it was really? real. None of it happened. You were there, and you were there. Those were just her, her hallucinations of her family in those characters. It's literally right. a woman
2: takes shrooms and goes to Disneyland. Yeah, and then and she takes. Is, shrooms. That, is that
0: what you guys? She takes shrooms in the middle of a, in like the middle of a tornado. <laughs> That's your final judgment of that movie. It's is not that hot, she not went?
1: She
2: went to. It's she, like it's 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 like where the wild things are. Yeah. You know, like he goes off to this island when he was just really in the woods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or uh Swiss Army Man. Yes. <laughs> Famously. So, anyways, what's your actual topic conversation, Tyler?
0: Who would be the worst actor to play in a mafia movie?
1: Um
2: I thought of Jack Black. <laughs> I think he would be terribly misplaced. All right. Okay. Um, Maybe in like early in his career when he was like an extra or like he <laughs> wasn't that one movie where he got his arm blown off. Oh, or when yeah, he was an extra or,
0: or when he was a support character in an X Files episode.
2: Yes. Um <laughs> I I just can't pick I can't picture him in in like I'm just I feel like I would just be laughing at him at his impersonation of a of a, someone in the mafia.
1: <laughs> even even when he's not playing like a pure ridiculous clown character like he does in um what's that what's that one home for the holidays or christmas for the holiday the holiday yeah yeah that that one it's I mean, more he, serious yeah but he's still he's like he's still a goofball i mean he's like yeah. i don't think he has that he's got too much like positive energy yes to, to, yeah. to quell it yeah um i was thinking um uh, roberto benigni even though he's <laughs> even though he's italian, <laughs> though he's italian.
2: <laughs> or he would be a very sadistic like almost like Oh god. Type of mafia boss where Ooh, it's like, like Frank, his over the top like positive energy but it's like
1: fucking dark at the same time. Yeah, like he'll he'll kill you with a smile. Okay, I changed my change my answer. Oh. <laughs> top 5 uh uncharacteristic uh cast jobs for a mafia boss, Roberto Benigni. Okay. <laughs> I also thought Jim Carrey too. I almost I almost thought him I thought oh, I
0: thought that too, but I think I could see him in uh, like like he's like he's like the heavy. You know, like he—he's the one who, like in Reservoir Dogs, like with uh with the guy who like uh, cuts that other guy up, Michael Madsen. Yes, yes.
1: Tyler, what's your answer?
0: Oh, my answer. Who do you
1: think would be a terrible cast for a mafia boss Mm. or a mafia hitman or whatever? Just in the mafia,
0: I would say uh, Jesse Eisenberg would be a terrible.
1: Michael Sarah. Ooh, we we yeah. go down the nerd road. Actually yeah. Well, I don't Toby know. McGuire, I, think, I actually think Michael
0: I think Michael Sarah would actually
1: be a, yeah, a effective. Wanna... He'd, be like, he'd be like the rat. You so, come yeah. To, you gonna come
2: to the day of my daughter's wedding? Are you gonna? <laughs> what do you you gonna, you gonna betray me like this?
1: And uh, <laughs> and he, he casually rolls an orange off the table.
0: <laughs> um. But conversely, I was thinking Larry David. He needs to be in a mafia movie.
2: Have you seen Curb?
0: Yes. I've been binge watching. Okay. It. Have you seen the episode
2: it. with him and Martin Scorsese? Yes. Where he's in a mafia movie?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was, and I, he mean, plays I a- know, I know it was supposed to be comedic, but like, you know, like I think Larry David without like the makeup and everything like that, like I think he could, uh, I mean, I don't know, actually. Are like, you saying I that mean, he wouldn't not, be
2: good or it would be good? No, he would be good. Oh, okay.
0: He I'm gonna, would be good. I'm gonna
1: give the cheap answer, uh Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy I Can't believe you did it. I can't believe you murdered him. He was my friend. <laughs> he was my now, friend. Yeah, now I have to murder you because I'm an Italian. I love my country. I'm an Italian. <laughs> I go home and eat spaghetti. <laughs> I eat the spaghetti. We don't say the last the I in my country. <laughs> Oh, I love it! I love you it. Tag me a part, Alfredo. <laughs> what was the name of uh the fake movie that um Larry David played the the mob? Uh, sure. I don't. remember. I'll, the I, the, I, ga, the gabagoo. I, Yeah, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't remember the name that, of the movie. But, I don't think they
2: had the name of the movie, but yeah, he's playing uh in that movie he's playing a boss. Like Larry Davis playing like a mafia yeah, boss, yeah. but like he has fake eyebrows too, and oh yeah, his fake eyebrows, and he's like arguing <laughs> with, so he's ridiculous. arguing, he's literally arguing with Martin Scorsese on set. He's like, I don't know if this guy would do this. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he's chilling <laughs> Martin Scorsese. What, what, what no, if I take? What if I take him? And hold him over the edge like this. You think that would scare him? <laughs> <laughs>
0: man, I watch that. And he's got a pubic yeah.
2: hair stuck in his throat. It's, oh fuck. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, maybe. uh oh, man, what a. else i I had another actor in mind jesse eisenberg came to the top of my head i think
1: that's a a pretty good choice like
0: like how can you how can you place jesse eisenberg in like a mafia movie other than him being like the son uh,
1: he played he played a drug uh, trafficker in holy rollers you guys see that one no it's it's in like the amish community drug trafficker? yeah it's it's the amish community and they like traffic ecstasy across sport like borders Ecstasy. yeah, and they're like, Yeah, no one's gonna suspect Amish people. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad, not bad. Movie, okay, all right, okay, Good. Um, holy, I, I, ro- oh, holy rollers, holy I, 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 rollers, yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, if you have any actors that uh would not fit a mafia movie, uh, please uh, email us, e- uh,
1: uh, Ethan, comment, Tremb- Ethan, Ethan Tremblay, <laughs> Ethan Tremblay. <laughs> what's, what's is that? The kid's name from uh, Jacob Tremblay, Jacob Tremblay, yeah. Oh, I think he has a brother named Ethan. Maybe I don't know. All yeah. right, and then uh, lastly, before we get into streaming picks, um, okay, we had a, uh, a message come in from uh, Listener Stephen, Stephen, uh, Stephen from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. <laughs> I thought you'd rather oh. play the Canadian national anthem. Oh God, don't oh, don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> is that the is that the That's not the Canadian it national is. anthem. Oh Canada is the Canadian oh, national yeah. anthem. Oh It's can- a little on the nose, don't you think? I yeah mean, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> god bless the usa that one's weird yeah but Why that's not that our word? national anthem but yeah, that's that is. not yeah that's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is i've been to a baseball game um all right so here's uh, uh he he sent in a couple messages and i'm going to read them because this was um, a <clears throat> payoff from last week we uh, asked steven to write in and tell us how many moose he's seen on a daily basis okay and uh he says uh, hey pete to answer your question i've never once seen a moose in my life in my life he says. Well me either. Well it's true but <laughs> I, bet he, I, I bet I bet I bet he's never seen a palm tree. We are lousy with them around here. Oh yeah. I know. And surfers not even native here. M- movie stars. Just kidding. That's not that's not the California we live in. Um and <laughs> uh, he says uh, the mouse amount of polar bears keep him away though. Have a good one. And also Monterey Jack is the name of the fat pet pilot mouse from um, rescue rangers. Yeah, Rescue oh, Rangers. Oh, callback. <clears throat> Monterey Jack. Um, so then he, he essentially says here he's asking us. Uh, he has a discussion top us. He said, "Hey guys, happy Friday." Uh, while when I'm not listening to podcasts at work, I'm listening to music. I wanted to know what each of your favorite soundtracks are, hmm. and he gives us some of his, which I'll play in a second. So um, okay, uh, Joseph, you had a you had a, a good list of um of ones. Do you want any one you want me to play? <laughs> So this is uh, "Unforgettable" by Nat King Cole. Yes. Uh, can I guess the movie? Yes. What is? This it? This isn't the version, but it is
2: the same song.
1: Is it? I was. I thought. I almost pulled the duet. Is That's it the duet version you. with his daughter? No. Um, uh, is this from American Hustle?
2: No. Okay. This?
1: So this uh, this is from Watchmen. The beginning
2: scene of, oh. uh, of Watchmen. Oh. Very good. And the whole the whole album the whole soundtrack is really great following this is a uh, bob dylan's uh, uh uh the times are changing. times are changing with a great intro like title sequence yeah and yeah. this is like one of the best openings of movies so, like we have the comedian played by uh, jeffrey dean morgan mm-hmm. um basically in his lounging in his uh luxury apartment in the 80s smoking a cigar and drinking and it's yeah. like it's like noir lighting super dimly lit and do
1: you, do you have a hard time removing that scene from this song now? That's
2: all I think about. Yeah, and uh, it's such a great yeah. it's such a great scene because basically he gets attacked by a mysterious person who you find yeah. out later in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like this really brutal fight scene. That's like you can like feel the the pain that he's going through. Like, yeah, and yeah. The, the strength of them because they are like vigilantes, mm. and. Um, mm but the strength of this other mysterious figure is just like he's like punching through his stone wall and like just beating the shit out of
1: the comedian and, and I assume yeah. the rest of the, sound, the soundtrack is a good one for the Watchmen yes alright yeah want me to do the next one
2: yes please so this is a very long song um not composed for any specific movie it was oh, actually no it was composed for uh, I think Koyani Scotzi. yep which was a Francis Ford Coppola production um but this is also from Watchmen. Is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. So, cool. in this during this uh, scene, we have uh, Billy Credup who plays Doctor Manhattan, basically ex- Doctor Dong, basically explaining the uh, <laughs> the story, like the origin story, basically how he became like he went from being like just a regular human to being Doctor Manhattan, and like it shows like this flashback sequence of him meeting like the love of his life, and yeah. um, him being a scientist, and he gets caught in this. Um, almost like nuclear reactor thing mm. and he gets locked in locked in this room that, i do remember that, scene that they I can't loved it. yeah that they can't open and it's like and then a, he turns blue it's literally like a well he uh, fucking explodes first oh yeah that's right yeah he and explodes. then explodes and he becomes like basically just like, a, like molecules pure energy yes and a bloody mess and then like he slowly starts to like reform and like they show the progression of like i feel like
0: there's a scene with him like being like just like a skeletal yes that's what i'm just saying so
2: he's he's basically reforming and like you see just parts of him where it's just like like skeletal and then muscle tissue but it's all like Hmm. it's all like almost like alien like yeah and he appears in front of people and then he eventually becomes dr manhattan is this omniscient omnipotent being that can like Do whatever the fuck he wants, but he's literally a god. Yeah, yeah. Literally, can destroy anything he wants and create anything he wants. He literally (laughs) creates a world on Mars. Uh. He goes to Mars and fucking creates this giant like clock apparatus thing,
1: and and he says, "Where we're going, we don't need pants." Yes. (laughs)
2: Um, he wears a speedo for the you know for the people for the public,
0: and he gangbangs his wife with himself.
2: Yes. All right. Um but yeah, so that's that scene was like just when I saw it in theaters I was like fuck this is awesome. Like You is, saw Watchmen in theaters? I saw it twice. Wow. I love Watchmen. Yeah. I, it's just, so good. just
1: just a big Watchmen champion.
2: Um It's a good one. So this is uh from uh Interstellar. This is near the beginning of Interstellar. I think probably one of Hans Zimmer's best scores that he's made. Uh, I would agree because he had I he, would agree. he introduces the use of a like an organ yeah. in this and it basically a lot of the soundtrack is similar to like this sort of like tone and how he wrote the score is super cool too because basically he was just given a short story by Nolan about the premise Mm -hmm. of of Interstellar which is about a father who leaves his child to do an important job. It it contained only two lines of dialogue, uh, I'll come back and when. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, like it. that's it. I'll come back and then the question. And he wrote a whole led.
0: score off. And he of wrote that? this.
2: And he wrote the score, based off of that. He's a genius. And he wrote it in a church. Oh, he, like he composed it in a church. I joke. remember
1: seeing scenes of him playing like this song, in a church. Yes. With a big ass fucking organ.
2: I know. That's and, insane. And there's some like other really great songs in this, but like this, I think captures like, I guess the feeling of
1: like the movie. It's like a f- fantastical mysterious almost dreadful but still still hopeful yes yes yeah, and
2: yeah. Hans Zimmer has composed a shit ton of movies like, of course like Rain Man yeah, and, <laughs> like and Rain Man most recently he composed Dune and No Time to Die mm. and a lot of people will like have this complaint about Hans Zimmer that his scores are too loud mm. which I guess you could say that but I feel like that I personally mm. I don't mind it being too loud because I'm a huge fan of like just like walls of sound yeah. just fucking pounding me in the face same <laughs>
1: I don't. Need, I don't need fancy lyrics. You know, I want that. I want that I, vibe. I,
2: I want to like when I saw Dune, and like, I mean, we saw it on IMAX, so it was just it was like already fucking loud. Mm-hmm. But like just like feeling that like a final scene of that movie, just like fucking just
0: yeah. <laughs> he's creating an experience.
1: I know. He felt like that, like that's me- that really that what IMAX commercial where the guy's in the chair and he's getting blown back by sound. Yes. <laughs> uh,
2: we, uh, uh, he did the Blade Runner soundtrack, which is also fucking great. And then. Um, a weak point for Hans Zimmer. Well, he's from what I've heard is the Dark Knight soundtrack, which I not a, not a big fan of. He Are has. Are you kidding me? He That's has. The, he, has this, he has this. He uh, has this thing that he does in his and like in throughout the movie where it's like this. It's like yeah. it's just really annoying. Yeah, it's it's just it's, I think the main theme of I, I think know, the boy, Batman you? theme is good. Like the Batman theme. But yeah. not like that one. Yeah. The so two notes. The songs in I guess the Dark Knight, some of the songs in Dark Knight was weaker than I must i scroll like through, begins.
1: I'm gonna scroll through on Spotify uh Hans Zimmer's albums uh-huh. it's a discography twenty twenty one Army uh, Army of Thieves uh-huh. just, okay. just has uh, streaming pick uh, almost anti streaming pick I think he did boss baby <laughs> No Time to Die <laughs> Dune uh, let's see. Yeah. The, the Boss Baby Family Business. <laughs> uh-huh. He did uh, Boss the Spo- Baby. The SpongeBob movie. He Sponge went to on Iceland the run. and
2: uh, met with some uh, indigenous people of
1: Iceland to create the Boss Baby soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Um, let's see. Hillbilly Elegy. What? Uh, rebuilding Paradise. Original a design. lot of work. Gladiator. That's from the, Gladiator. 20, Another 20th anniversary great soundtrack. That is a great soundtrack. Um, okay. Tyler, let's go to. Uh, oh, I got one more. Oh, that's yours. I forgot. Yes. Here we go.
2: So, you guess what this is from? Lord of the Rings. Yes. So, this is specifically, what's it from? Take a guess. <laughs> Pete knows, I think, right? Uh,
0: the Return of the King?
2: No. Nope. Uh, oh. It might be more clear later in the song, but uh, this is the two towers, and this is the part, Skip, part sp- skipping about two minutes in. Part of the Battle of Helm's Deep at the end, oh. near the end of the battle, when Theoden rides out, he goes ride now. Oh no, I think that's Return of the King, is it? I don't know. He he basically like let's go out and fight. Basically, he's hyping up Aragorn. Yeah, uh, yeah. After he is like, he's like, what's the point? Yeah, Rohan is
1: lost or Gondor is lost or whatever. So it's when they're they're held up within the. Castle walls, and then they open. They open the doors, and ev- all. The, and it's Theoden and Aragorn. Everybody rides their horses out. Oh, to yeah. lead one last that's charge right, right yeah. before that's right. Gandalf, right before the
2: epic, which is the, where the song comes in. Basically, Gandalf uh, makes himself uh, appear, essentially over the hilltop. Yeah, um, with um, at the, with th- the at elves. With no, with Gal- uh, no, Rohan. no it's Rohan. Oh, Rohan. It's Rohan. Rohan. That's That's right. That's right.
1: And it's uh, he says uh, look to look to me in the light of the third day or something like look that. But to the east, yeah, yeah. We look to you from the northeast. Exactly. And, Very uh,
2: effective. Very effective. And like this, almost like uh, in Lion King when the uh, gazelle when that gazelle the oh the stampede the, of the stampede. L- wildebeest. It's almost yeah. like kind of like that. It's a super steep hill that these. That this army is riding down and the sun is shining behind Gandalf, you know, blinding the (laughs) (laughs) Urukai. I'm a fucking nerd right now. And um, I love it. I love it. Keep going. And like, it's so fucking epic. Yeah. You have Gandalf the White. He's been resurrected. You know, he defeated the Balrog. He's got his new, he's got his new, uh, new swag and um, he's got the whole army of Rohan behind him and they just fucking just...
1: save everyone essentially mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> all right so that's that's a good that's a good pick and you listen to you'll listen to those uh alone no <laughs> i'll i mean
2: i will sometimes i'll be in the mood to listen to this like specific a one song not a whole soundtrack but yeah. like the one song or the couple songs
0: i'm sorry honey, i gotta put my headphones on i gotta i gotta listen to
2: the <laughs>
1: noted song yeah all right tyler i'm ready to play you want me to shoot put it on
0: Okay, uh, my first one is from the Social Network. Uh, the song is called "It Catches Up with You," uh, written by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, this song really—I don't know—like it, it. This is actually a song that I listen to, like in the early morning. You know, like because I find myself wanting to be in a film. So, like, when I listen to this movie, uh, sorry, when I listen to this song, like, I feel like I, I'm in my own. You're movie. the star of your own movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What do
1: you what do you what do you do? Because this is a little so- kind of somber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so you so know, when
1: you're making your your uh, I, I put kombucha, my,
0: I, I put my AirPods on. I'm making coffee. Man of the people. I, <laughs> AirPods. Gold plated
1: AirPods. In my Supreme sweater. Pick up my I Supreme brick that I keep my door open with. $10,000 um, supreme brick. It's
0: just it, it's just a really effective soundtrack uh to like get you in the mood of uh, I mean it, it's hard to explain. I I was trying to find the words like when uh, I was uh, presented with this question. I was like, why do I like this song? like why like why is it so effective? And I, I, I couldn't find the words other than like it's just a mood thing all like right. it, it's a That's mood. Fair enough It's a very early I mood I feel like
1: thing. this next one too is also mood all mood.
0: Oh yeah, mother and daughter uh, this is uh, from the hereditary
1: soundtrack. I'll skip forward a little bit on this one. Okay, there we go
0: yeah this is also a very moody track as well um i also listened to this uh in the early morning as well and i don't know like it just it's again it's a mood thing you know like i like i i put it on and i'm
1: just listening to this while you're like
0: just like sweeping the kitchen, yeah, or uh, cleaning up Lucas's uh, litter mess that he makes <laughs> every morning. Uh, you know, like it's—it's it's like a
2: mother it, would do for their daughter.
0: Oh, yes. I did. I didn't Mothers even. Con- I didn't even connect those dots. Yeah. So yeah. So like, it's, it's very. <laughs> it's very moody. Um, it, it's beautifully written, and it just—it's—it's it's very. It, e. E. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, eerie, eerie, ethereal,
2: ethereal, ethereal, ethereal. Sorry, like cereal but with a lisp and an e in
1: the front. Yeah, sorry, ethereal. Not really good. That's like speaking. Yeah, that's Um, like electronic cereal. Ethereal. No, ethereal. Say cereal with a th. Okay, ethereal. Hey, Hey. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I did it.
1: Mike Tyson. The uh,
2: the last song.
1: I eat ethereal. The last song of the Hereditary soundtrack,
2: which is um. I guess the last song in the movie Or mm-hmm. it has like that very like climactic almost like almost like sounds like a bagpipes or like strings mm-hmm. is like a, also a really great song because like to me Hereditary has like this sort of weird yeah. like kind of happy ending you might have heard it on TikTok is this this is the one this is the one
1: yeah Th- that string yeah that that definitely gets me every time I know and when you watch the movie, it's really
0: deafening too. Like, it, like this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, I I think it's a great aspect of that movie is <clears throat> that at the end of the movie, they like deafen you with this music. All
1: hey, right, what's your last one?
0: Okay, so my last one is uh, Society by Eddie Vedder. And this is from Into the Wild soundtrack. Love Into the Wild. Oh man, it's it's so great. Emil Hirsch you just Emile kills Hirsch. it. Mm-hmm. And I get the song stuck in my head all the time. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a time where like I used to be a little bit uh, wanderlusty, you know, like wanting to like travel around and like do nothing.
1: Like <laughs> go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Um, I think it's a beautifully written song, and uh, I don't know. Like it just—it just stuck with me.
2: All
1: right,
0: that's it Stuck good. with me.
1: You like it? You like Pearl Jam?
0: Uh no, I'm not a huge fan of Pearl Jam. <laughs> actually, not really. Actually, surprisingly, no, no. But I do love the soundtrack. It's it's
1: even great. flow. Right? Is that them? Yeah. Even yes. flow. All right. Um. Oh, so, so for mine, I I went in a different direction. I went with like um mostly albums that I could listen to start to finish. Um. Oh. My f- First one is uh from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, that's a good one. This is the scene when Tommy's playing the guitar by the fire yeah, as they're drying their clothes, getting ready to go on their next adventure, and it's almost cheating to pick like Coen Brothers because their their stuff is always has... You could pick any Wes Anderson movie. I was just going to say, Wes Anderson, almost, I mean, it's not my cup of tea perfectly, but most Adam Sandler movies have great soundtracks to them. He licenses, like, some bangers, like, classic rock bangers.
0: I know. I mean, grown-ups, oh, man. The School
1: of Rock it. soundtrack. Yeah, School of Rock's not bad. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not bad. But this particular song I love just because I like a man and his guitar. Yeah. I really like this yeah. guy's voice. You better be sure. These hard times will drive you. Yeah, this go. is called A Hard Time Killing Floor Blues No by Scott Pilgrim, huh? Um, <laughs> just You Wait. Uh, and then this song, which... I can put on repeat all the time from punch drunk love oh yeah yeah
0: oh the
1: extraordinarily boosted version of he needs me by the from the S- mm-hmm. Popeye soundtrack yeah sung by oh, olive oil I, I, olive oil aka uh, shelly duvall yes
0: olivia oil
1: <laughs> yeah um, but this <laughs> this whole soundtrack as well Has a bunch Like a lot of tone shifts in it It doesn't It's yeah. not all this fantastical sort of thing Yeah um, uh, Quickly This soundtrack is doesn't. This song is not indicative of this soundtrack But the soundtrack is fantastic It's more of a um, Noir Classic Hollywood soundtrack But this one is uh, Catchy as fuck From what? It's a movie that we reviewed Under the Silver Lake Oh, oh, that's right. I mean, I love Silver Sun pickups anyway, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this is another fantastic album.
0: <clears throat> Under the Silver Lake is seriously just underrated. Like, I was thinking about that movie. I wanted but today. I
1: wanted to like it a lot more than I did, but I can appreciate it for what it is. <clears throat> um, How many
0: times have you seen it?
1: Twice. Twice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that soundtrack in general, this is um, another cheater answer. What do you mean? <laughs> Is called Harlem Shuffle by Bob and Earl. Oh yeah, from the Baby Driver soundtrack. Uh, Baby Driver start to finish, that whole soundtrack is fucking. When the tight. theme of one of the themes of the movie is that he listens to music. I know he's <laughs> he's got tinnitus and just always has his headphones in. It's. Well, let me ask uh, you this: so, but Would the, you, But, but d- the soundtrack, the, the yeah. selection selections. Edgar Wright movies have great yeah, soundtracks. They do. They yeah. Yeah.
0: do. Well, let me ask you this: Would you listen to this like? on do. your own like, like i what, do
1: awesome i don't i awesome. not would i do i do do <laughs> and then finally <laughs> finally for me this is from the scott pilgrim soundtrack oh, that whole soundtrack is pretty good if i gotta be in the right mood for it because it's there's some really hard grunge in it which is How about juno no thank you <laughs> but uh we this, don't like
2: sonic youth nope <laughs> what? Much like Juno, she doesn't like Sonic. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't like Ugh. Juno. I don't like Juno. <clears throat> and then yeah, uh, that's why I don't like that movie.
1: Honorable mentions. This is some uh, from listener Stephen himself. He sent in his list. This is Curtis Mayfield, Undercover Brother. Nah, the movie is called Superfly. Damn. And uh, this is called Man I love it. This is like right up my alley. I listen to a lot of a lot of funk and blues in the car. Yeah, it's good. So that's, a, good. I didn't even, I didn't even know Superfly. I've never seen the movie. I didn't know that was a, a like a standalone movie. I thought that yeah. was something else. And uh, this is called, this song is called The Mac from the scenes, the soundtrack to The Mac <laughs> from Willie <laughs> yeah. Hutch. Checking out his Black Klansman. Ooh, Black Klansman. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah, some good. Yeah. <clears throat> Great dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's good. T- listener Steven also said purple rain, which is I feel like it's a cheater answer. Purple, <laughs> rain. And, purple rain. And then this this yeah. is this is more of a s- score soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So I threw it in. You
2: know, it's funny that we're talking about this discussion, where I think Blue Velvet also has a good soundtrack. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The Roy Orbison in Dreams is oh, a great song. Oh man,
1: so good. This is uh, this is uh, from one of the best of all times, The Godfather Part Three. I don't know
0: I think this is the first one I don't know it's iconic <laughs> I mean it's iconic though like when you think of going Corleone, into like
2: mamma mia I
0: don't know I think I think western Americans like when they when they go into uh, in the mind state of going into like an <laughs> Italian re- like a, in a thought a, a authentic Italian restaurant they think of this song
1: and uh, I also think of uh, Stanley Tucci playing the little whatever this is <laughs> mandolin yeah mandolin <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know why he'd be a great he'd be a great uh, mafia member <laughs> all right so thank you for that listener steven i hope that we don't get copyright stricken on this one but we'll just give it a shot i guess we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah we'll see what i don't think our dozens of listeners are going to report us uh, dozens we'll of listeners um but we have thousands but i i mean we're we are specifically commenting on this and um mm. hopefully that's enough <laughs> yep anyways what's next tyler
0: Next, we have some streaming picks.
1: Movies.
0: Currently streaming live on the internet. Streaming in. I want my picks back. Streaming. Streaming into it. All right, I don't know who has the fucking pick. Streaming. That story is streaming elsewhere. You found the pick? Streaming
1: picks. I'm sorry, I was
0: so enthralled with that conversation, I thought we were already done. But uh, we have streaming. We, picks. we are at
1: about the length of an entire episode already. But
0: yeah, okay. So, uh, we'll, so let's uh, we'll, we'll blow through them we'll, real quick. We'll get through them. Uh, Pete, what is your streaming picks for today?
1: Uh, I'll make it quick. Anti streaming pick. Red Notice. Don't watch it. Twenty Twenty One on Netflix. Fucking lame. Huh. It was the rock the new Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds the rock and gal, gal gadot it wasn't movie. good no it was not good <laughs> yeah. oh. the movie the new rock movie wasn't good <laughs> 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 yeah well, shocker. i don't know i was uh jungle cruise uh not bad um for kids um but not too young kids uh shang chi watched it because of joseph loved it fucking tight loved to see Simulo low kick, kick some ass um i love to see uh michelle yo mm-hmm. she's good in everything um, I watched uh, Zola. Got a lot of buzz last year. Zola, stripper movie. Yeah, it's about strippers, and uh, it kind of feels like a Harmony Korine, Larry Clark movie. Mm. Very, very like Ross and verite. and it's like based off of a 143 tweet thread that somebody tweeted <laughs> tweeted out. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's the first movie supposedly made from a tweet thread. Interesting. Uh, it was not as good as everybody's making it out to be, but definitely a very interesting type of movie, and I respect what it was doing. Huh. Um, I watched. Um, I watched the one of the worst movies, probably my least favorite movie of the year, Home Sweet Home Alone, the Home Alone reboot. Oh, that, oh that, that came God. out. It was bad. Isn't it have a Archie from JoJo Rabbit? Yes, I had such high, the cast is great. It's got Rob Delaney in it. Um, Kim, the pro, person that plays Kimmy Schmidt, what's her name? Oh, Erin from the office. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't remember her name now, but she's in it. She, her, them two are like the main uh, couple. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Kemper, they, Ellie, Kemper. Ellie Kemper, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then the kid that plays Archie from the little chubby kid from Jojo Rabbit, and God, it's so it's so bad. It's like um, they take the the quote unquote villains. Mm-hmm. And make them sympathetic people, like they're just Ellie Camper and Rob Delaney are just trying to like make some money to save their house, so they don't have to sell their house that they raise their children in. Oh, and basically they find out that there's a a weird doll that was passed down to his his from his mother, like this, <laughs> what? you know, like your grandparents are like, okay, yeah, mom died, and everybody split up all the stuff, and you get yeah. you take the box of weird creepy dolls, and one of them is this like factory defect from this collectible doll collection that's worth like two hundred grand, and he sees it on eBay. Oh, and he they are under the impression that the kid that plays Archie, the little chubby kid stole it during like a, uh, an open house. Oh, cause he was looking at it and like, ah, where doll you got here, you know? And they were kind of mean to each other. And so they decide to break into this house where this child is alone and to get reclaimed their own property from the house. And they're like completely within the right, except for they're going without going about it through strange means because they're trying to reclaim stolen property from them, and they get completely destroyed with blunt force trauma over and over <laughs> again. And the kid, you don't even like him. He's not even likable, which is the so shame. The kid is the asshole. The kid's the asshole. Yeah, and I know. I know Kevin McAllister is supposed to be a smart, Alex smarmy, you know, kid. Yeah, yeah. But it's he's not unlikable. He's very likable. Yeah, they yeah. took all the things that you like about. So the, are the villain's <clears throat> likable. Yeah, yeah. The hmm. one, the one, that's the point then. Mm, they're, I it's guess not executed. I, I, I could see it in a pitch meeting. They're like, all right, we're going to turn this on its head. You know, the, now the sticky bandits or the wet bandits, they're not going to <laughs> the be, wet they're not going to be ne'er do wells at all. They're just a not normal couple. And it's like, well, I don't want to see them get hurt. Then <laughs> I don't want to see these elaborate contraptions uh, come down in their head. So, and, and so the, you know, terrible. the attempt at humor mm-hmm. was bad. There was probably three or four laugh, laugh, laugh out loud moments, but it was very bad. Stay away. Okay. Um, I watched brother's Grimm by said off Joseph's recommendation. Yeah. Um I and I watched The Upside which is the Kevin Hart um Kevin Hart Brian Cranston movie about he Brian Cranston plays like a, a almost billionaire who becomes paralyzed and yeah, That's
2: a French movie?
1: It's a remake of the French movie. Yeah, The French movie is called mm. The Intouchables. Right. And the the Intouchables. the Intouchables and the remake was actually very good. I like that. That's on Hulu right now. <clears throat> okay. Um and uh it was a uh, it was interesting. I I'm going to go back and rewatch the original cuz the original's got like a Twenty percent higher ranking on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's considered like a classic. And I don't mm. generally particularly love Kevin Hart movies, but he he overacted for the first like act, and the rest of it was very natural. Um, it was it was good, and there was a an interesting like um, odd couple worlds collide scenario between this billionaire Brian Cranston asshole paraplegic recently paraplegic uh-huh. and this like th- kind of shitty street dude played by Kevin Hart and. It was, it was kind of heartwarming. So that was great. But the one that I really want to recommend is uh, a classic, which if you haven't seen, I recommend you watch it tonight. It's uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975. I oh, streamed this oh, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love one. It. I love it so much. M- uh, Miloš Forman Milos movie. Miloš Forman. Director oh, of Man on the Moon. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I know it's mm-hmm. just near and dear to Joseph's heart because of that. Um, this is directed by Miloš Forman, starring Jack Nicholson. Uh, and then co-starring a, a cast of characters, which there is no one star besides him. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's in it, on <laughs> Un, almost unrecognizable. I looked it up on who was playing each character, and I'm like, that's not that's not him. He has hair. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but uh, who, who, who Chris, plays the Christopher giant, Lloyd, the giant? Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher the, the giant him? native. Yeah, and yeah. um, they I don't know the actor's name who plays the he, chief. He, They call him Chief. Yeah, he's been in. I think he's been in other stuff. Um, I believe so. Um, But then, and also, this is the feature debut of Brad Dorif. Oh, yes. He's Uh, also in this fucking so goddamn lovable in this. And it's like, I have a a soft spot for, um, Mm -hmm. also in Blue Velvet. Yes, yes, he is. Um, I have a soft spot for, like, developmentally disabled adults in real life. I, I always, like, I am Sam crushed my soul. Like, but I can't. I I watched it probably nine times. I fucking love that movie, mm-hmm. even though I know Sean. It's it's can be viewed as problematic. Yes, but um, yeah, a little bit. A little I little fucking bit. love oh, yeah. Forrest Gump too. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he's a war hero. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks isn't. That's all I say. <laughs> but the <Our> Ben Stiller. <laughs> no, uh, no! No! Serious. No! 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 But uh, one of the most and wholesome this is, portrayals. And this, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I know that these are not like the the cast of characters. Basically, Jack Nicholson is a uh, R.C. McMurphy character. R.C. McMurphy. He's a small time criminal, uh, and in today's standards, would be a lot more uh, less small time and more like mid time because <laughs> he what it talks about in the beginning of the movie. He goes away for basically multiple assaults, and but then also statutory rape. Yes, and he says it in a very <laughs> cav- <laughs> very cavalier way. And he's like, she was 15, but she told me she was 18. And if you saw her boy, you wouldn't be able to do anything different. Oh my God. And I'm not going to repeat the other things that he says, but yeah. the, but it's, it's problematic by today's standards. Of but, course. But all in all, he's probably up there with some of the more charismatic asshole characters I've ever seen on screen. Okay. And all the other characters, you cannot hate them. Every one of them you love and you see them like fight with each other and then fight with Nicholson and Nicholson's trying to get them. He basically goes to a, a sane asylum mm-hmm. or a, a mental institution to, because he's in prison at a work camp and he convinces yeah. them that he's off screen, that he's actually crazy. So he can get put in the, <laughs> Oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. Not the, not the <laughs> workforce, but in the, in the loony bin. Yeah. And he gets there and he realizes that though they have to let him out and all the people that he's been like trolling this whole time, nurse ratchet, the famous nurse ratchet, yeah. Um she's the one who's basically in charge of releasing him. He's just been an asshole to her this entire time. And all the <laughs> all the loonies in the loony bin that he as he says, they're letting him do it, knowing that she's the key to his salvation. He's like, What the fuck are you letting me fuck with her for? And uh he's yeah. like sneaking hookers in yeah. and <laughs> sneaking booze in, he steals everybody and they all take like steals he tra- a bus? They charter yeah, yeah, they they steal he steals their bus and charters a boat. It's it's set in either Washington or Oregon. So yeah, it's like yeah, Pacific yeah. Northwest. So they go off the coast and like catch salmon and stuff and it's like nine mental patients yeah. and him and a hooker on a boat. <laughs> Is it when it, isn't it,
2: it? Oh, no, it's not Jamie Lee Curtis. No. 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 I, that's a uh, Trading Places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the group therapy sessions
1: um, Oh, you've seen this?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just great like that that's like uh that's like masterclass acting.
1: Every every scene in it is like it's so in, good. Every scene in it is captivating. And when was it made? Nineteen seventy five. I watched I watched it one day before the anniversary of it. It was like forty nine years or whatever. When was the longest yard made? <sighs> the mm-hmm. original one.
0: Oh, I don't know.
2: Probably
1: Re- the one with the Bert Reynolds.
2: Let's
1: oh,
0: uh, it's got to be in the seventies. Got to be in this. They're
1: very like 74, one year before. Yeah. Longest
2: hours before? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because they have very kind of similar, like you have this one guy who's like rallies other inmates around them. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a case wasn't a jail, it's about a, it's about a football game. Sure. A prison football game. Yeah. And it's the Cuckoo's Nest
1: is a lot more dramatic mm. and. Sure. Uh, it is funny, but there is a healthy dose of uh, reality in it. Yeah. Much oh, most, like, definitely, uh, most definitely. A- Adam Sandler uh, put that in there, his <laughs> version of the longest yard. Oh, boy. <laughs> there's a, was,
0: there's a I, great interview. I wasn't going to mention that, but yeah.
1: There's a great red carpet interview with Burt Reynolds where some some uh, young entertainment correspondent for like Entertainment Tonight or something like that or Access Hollywood was interviewing Burt Reynolds <laughs> on the red carpet for the new <laughs> Longest Yard. And he's like, um, He's like, uh, aren't you excited to work in a movie with uh, you know big such big names like Adam Sandler or whatever? And he's like, uh, he's like, well, I was in the original one. And he goes, oh, there was an original one. And Burt, <laughs> Burt Reynolds like slaps him upside the head and oh it's my. like, what the fuck you talk? You don't even know about the original. He like <laughs> loses his shit on the guy. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who gave you a microphone? <laughs> I think, he's oh, been, I think he's been known to have a yeah he's he's, he's short yeah. temper. so yeah I, so one, Cuckoo's Nest is on uh, HBO Max um yeah. streaming for free if you have that and the other ones which I didn't mention just go to JustWatch.com dot because I blew right through them yeah, yeah. Um, Joseph uh, what about you um I have one it's a I'm gonna just call
2: this it's got kind of like a stupid stream pick Ooh, a stupid it's, streaming it's pic? stupid. Okay. but I find it funny still. Why are you stupid? It's a Mel Brooks <laughs> production, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Ah, oh, I love this. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and exactly the Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, and it's a uh, you know, it's kind of a stupid movie. You know, it is. It, it's it, kind it, of a no, movie. no, it it is not kind of it is. It kind of is a stupid movie, but it's perfectly entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be some like kind uh, of almost like cringy jokes in there, but it's, it's kind, kind of like slapstick. It's like uh, it's like Mel Brooks past, like you know, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, and uh, oh, okay. uh, I feel like he hit his stride at at Men in Tights, for me at least. Okay, Um, I can see that. I can see that. But um, but uh, this this stars a Carrie Elwes from Princess Bride and uh, saw other things, (laughs) and um, and also uh, a Richard Lewis. Oh yeah, a, a King Richard. Richard. Richard Lewis playing King Richard, also in *Curb Enthusiasm*, <laughs> as a decaying uh, a comedian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, who Larry David gives a kidney to. Also, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Dom, DeLuise, um, Isaac, Dom DeLuise, Isaac Hayes is in it, um, and uh, the other ones. So it's a, it's Robin Hood. You know, he's he's uh, trying to. Uh, um, He's trying to is he? Is he's it, trying Prince to steal
1: is, the riches uh, of. I mean, that's the Robin Hood. Yeah, he's trying to steal the riches. I don't, I don't remember the plot. I just remember a fair, a healthy amount of fourth wall breaking in this, which yes. is yeah, very, very Mel Brooks. Um, and the sheriff of Rottingham is basically
2: oh, yeah, the, Rottingham. The, the bad guy, um, who uh, he's the main, I guess, uh, main bad guy to uh, yeah. to yeah. Robin Hood, and the uh, girl that I guess he ends up. Uh, wooing or taking, uh, like uh, saving, yeah. has like this uh, chastity belt. Oh yeah, that is chastity underwear that is basically <laughs> that is basically like secured <laughs> to her pelvis. Yeah, and uh, giant padlock and the ger- the German handmade and the sheriff Sheriff Nottingham tries to like. There's a scene of him trying to like
1: remove it. And he gets like a jackhammer and he's trying to. <laughs> he's got the grinder out. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. It's so dumb. And uh, Tracy Ullman plays the uh, witch in it. Is that right? I believe. I'm pretty sure that's Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman. She was, uh, the the Tracy Ullman variety show is the birthplace of the Simpsons. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. (laughs) The word's right out of my (laughs) mouth. But
2: yeah, that's, uh, I mean, if, I think a lot of people, oh yeah, Tracy Ullman isn't. Um, But yeah, if you haven't seen Man Tights, I mean, if you're, I don't know, around 30 years old, I'm sure you've seen it. (laughs) Um,
1: But if you haven't seen it and you like Mel Brooks, watch it the awesome dave Chappelle and isaac hayes plays characters named a chew and a sneeze i uh, am yeah. <laughs> oh. oh yeah isn't who's who plays the uh the the blinken blinken the the blind guy oh um what is his name oh mark blankfield couldn't tell you what else he's been in before but i love that character uh, name. The, the blind guy he's in a lot of other Mel Brooks stuff apparently according to his uh According to his IMDb, Troy Gilbert. That name sound familiar. Troy Gilbert. Ah, yeah. I oh. You just unlocked so. Much. What is it? Where's that streaming?
2: Uh, it's actually streaming on, on Tubi. Oh, oh. Tubi. I might watch that. Tonight. But if you subscribe to uh, AMC Plus, Ugh. or uh, if I'm not gonna say it if, if it starts with an F, <laughs> or a uh, Direct TV, or Sling, then uh, you can watch it there. Nice. All right, but, cool. Tubi for free <clears throat> with
0: ads. Awesome. Um, so my streaming pick is. Five Hundred Days of Summer, starring my Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. and uh, Joseph
2: pos- Gordon-Levitt. Possessive of you, my Zoe Deschanel. That's
1: right. You know what I don't like? That's I right. don't like Tyler when you you put you give me the possession of other people who I have nothing to do with. You're like you're Bette Midler. I'm like oh, I don't <laughs> even know. I've never met Bedler in my life. Well, I don't know, it's just... My Sam Rockwell. <laughs> now, that, yeah. now that's some language I can I can get on board with. My Dune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my that's right, gets. that's right. Your
0: guys' is Dune, because... Oh, speak, you know, speak, I, I'm, speaking... I'm speaking halfway on that movie. Speaking story.
1: of which, Tyler, before I let you get into that, I completely forgot during the soundtracks uh, what I m- most of the time are playing in my car. <laughs> pull up to Fuck, a stop. yeah. Pull up to the stoplight, this blasting... Shades on, windows go down, make direct eye contact with the Mini Cooper oh, next to you.
0: That's a, that's great. That's great. Okay, that's Anyways. great. So anyway, so uh, five hundred days of summer, starring uh, my <laughs> Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, this movie is streaming on Amazon Prime, and I I don't know, like it, it's it's a good movie to get pissed off. Because
2: (laughs) I feel like getting pissed off.
0: Yeah, like if you want to get pissed off at uh, at males, um, at the it's good, it's good, it's good to get pissed off because Joseph, uh, (laughs) you're a
2: male and you want to get pissed off at your own gender. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Watch this movie. So, anyways, uh, Joseph
0: Gordon-Levitt's character Tom, he falls in love with uh, Zoe Deschanel's character Summer, hence. 500 days of summer and um he uh basically thinks that like he he's the one like he's the one yeah exactly yeah and he like creates this whole fantasy in his head and uh that's not the case and i don't know like it's it's good like there's not much more to be said (laughs) <laughs> they do some. There's, there's really not much more to be said do other this, than that. They do this like, really
2: cool scene in the movie where he goes to a party, and it's like two different versions of like. Oh, that's it's right. Two yes. it's like yeah. with the Regina Spektor soundtrack in the background. Another mm. movie that could have a good soundtrack. did you do summer? Oh yeah. Um, and he goes to the party, it's basically like a split screen. Same shot, just different results, like him being friends with her or being like girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend with her, and then him yeah. going to the party and being alone. Yeah,
0: I, I, I thought this was a very compelling <clears throat> movie uh, based on, uh, you know, like people who have like a fantasy in their heads of like, oh, like she's the like she's the one for me. But it that's not really reality. And they do a really good job at like kind of blending that uh that reality and fantasy without being so like hard cut uh, with oh here's a fantasy scene and here's a reality scene
1: and um. I feel like this was like the the at the time when Hollywood is letting Joseph Gordon Levitt like kind of create a new version of himself and do whatever he wants and it, it, this worked for me and then it went to like Sh- Sean John Don John Don John yeah and f- Jesus Christ that was bad that was bad. Yeah. And then they told him, okay, was real- this
0: before Inception? I can't remember.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, okay. And th- yeah, and that this was like everybody's and every girl in high school's like favorite movie.
0: Yeah. And this was every guy's like, oh, I want my mani- uh, manic pixie girl.
1: Like, oh, yeah. Girl. Yeah, yeah that, this also, I think this also was the uh, peak uh, Zoe Deshnell. Mm, no, that was New Girl. Agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, actually, it was Hitchhikers. Actually, it was Elf. When she was blonde. When she was blonde for some reason, yeah.
0: But yeah, that's my only uh, streaming pick.
1: Cool. Awesome.
0: Streaming on Amazon Prime, uh, 500 Days of Summer. All right. Anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. That's it.
1: All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Follow us later on in the week when we get into Tyler's pick from the Wheel of Destiny Blue Velvet. Watch us all get traumatized. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is it really traumatizing? (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. yeah um, a little bit alright follow us on facebook facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast and send us an email to get on the show mcfcpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at podcast mcfc and please
0: follow us on instagram at middle class film class and leave us a voicemail why don't you at
1: 209-730-6010 yep. all the contacts are in the show notes and we'll see you next week or later on in the week see you. see you.
2: Here's an old duels for the children.